This is a Nile or Nine podcast special about one of the best Irish albums I've heard in 2019. The artist's name and the album are called For Those I Love, and it's a project by one man, David Balfe, that has its roots in North Dublin working class areas where people are demonised, downtrodden, and stereotyped. But first, some background. For Those I Love has its roots in another musical project that explored working class reality. was called Burnt Out and they released a number of tracks and videos in 2016 that were among the most ambitious and fully realised multimedia art that has come out of Ireland in the 21st century. Working class identity and the unhinged emotional and social violence of the estates set the cornerstone of the message, is how they put it themselves. Their first song, released in 2016, was called Dear James. of the song Burnt Out said that Dear James depicts the state of affairs whereby working class Dublin youths suffer at the hands of the system they are pressured into creating. Lyrically and atmospherically, Dear James presents the tragic reality of a Kulak youth marred with the problems presented to the working class in Naughty's recession Dublin. The pressure of merit, valid work, social status and identity. 
The true story of James recalls the public suicide of a teenager in the midst of these pressures, along with the indelible mark left on a community, void of the confidence and foresight granted by a stable economy and credible culture. Dear James puts those viewing and listening into the heart of the roads we grew up on, with all the pain, discomfort and struggle as totally unavoidable to them as it was and is still for us. My little rebellion inside hasn't changed. Never faded in stages, I still suffer the rages of a tin. Still have those dreams of getting out of the skin. But I was brought up to believe it. That genius was a take it or leave it. That art was a part-time pastime that just doesn't mean shit. And if greatness never comes, then there's no need to grieve it. But from the first time I saw Mike alone rooming in Goldie's clean sheets. I read, when I have fears by John Keats. I put this order by Joy Division on 50 times on repeat. I knew there was a reason. A great upheaval, redeeming a feeling so primeval to me very being that I burned to do something great. And that a moment of art, a moment packed in a car that sparks a poem or even just a flower is worth more than half the world will ever know. And sure, I have fears that I'm wasting my time. But as I gaze at the brazen youth as they stand in a queue in a single foil, Sam emerges from the sweet oil, asking me to go splits on a 12 pack of crisps. And in a flash, it all seems worthwhile. That was the voice of uh, Paul Curran, the Kulak poet, who sadly passed away in 2018. Curran was in the band Burnt Out with David Balfe, or Balfe as he's known to his friends. Balfe and Curran were best friends who grew up together. And this podcast is Balfe's story in his own words, but it's also the story of Curran, their extended friends and family, as told through art. Here's David Balfe discussing growing up with Paul Kern and forming the band Burnt Out. For Burnt Out, we had started in like 2014, just ourselves. Um, it was uh, Paul and I had gone to school together, sort of been my best friend since first year in, in, in secondary school. And uh, we had done a bunch of bands together as teenagers, like hardcore bands and like some metalcore and stuff before that. Yeah. Teenagers, I, I still love some of it. Um, and then as we got older, I think we had much greater ideas in mind. I had been sort of getting a bit more into trying to make film and Paul had been developing his writing, started to find, I guess, a, a voice that represented not just himself, but the rest of us, the rest of our group of friends who I suppose up until that point maybe felt, um, let's just say, underrepresented. We didn't really feel like our ideas on the world were being articulated um, certainly not to the degree or with the finesse that Paul was able to to bring in the, the colour and life that, that that he brought for us with uh, our outlook and uh, 
then myself, uh, myself and Paul and friend and uh, like uh, two of our other friends, Peter and and Robbie. These are these are all people that we had been in bands with for years, various bands, various iterations. But really, we're just people all from pretty much the same part of North Dublin that had all sort of grown up with the exact same or or, or at least very uh, similar backgrounds and life experiences. Um, and we started a project called Born Out Together and started to make music together that way. Um, there was a lot of other people involved as well, just throughout the whole project. As you said, it was kind of like a multimedia project. And uh, I guess in a lot of ways, we tried to not restrict ourselves into just being a, a project that had its end result as a, as an audio output or as a visual output we we wanted to speak in a much wider language a much more accessible language and a language that was actually able to communicate the ideas that we were trying to put forth in the actual stark reality that they that they uh that they were felt i suppose um to i guess to this day that's sort of still the the most important project i've ever been a part of and um i feel like this is one of the few times where I can speak for the other lads with confidence that were involved as well and say that for them, it's the most important project they've been involved in too. Unfortunately, I suppose not everybody has seen the the, the, the fruits of that, but what I guess what, what we've been able to make and what we have gotten from what we've been able to make uh, has been irreplaceable. You get 50 quid to do a gig. The 50 quid goes off a bill, a bill that never gets paid. E and Wade and Spade and Ket, the shite is shite in town you get. The type of shite that leads to death, the type of shite that ends mates. Not seen his face since years ago. What's happening chief? What's happening bro? He only wants to sell you blow, the blow that makes the blues fed. So you carve a dream. You make believe. You tell yourself it's worth the fee, the fee that leaves the bank drained. Brian turns the mush, you lost your touch. You don't do what you love as much. The art that never gets made. While the music on Balf's nine track for Those I Love album was started well before Kern's death, the album took on a greater meaning with his close friend's passing. It serves as a tribute to Kern's legacy, but it also marks the importance of friends and family. Because I felt things that were, were, were so temporary, everything seemed so transient. I was looking at so many peripheral deaths for the years previous to that. Everything just felt like it was just so tender and anything anything could be gone at any moment I felt like it was so important to be able to just put something in permanence that acknowledged my feelings towards the people that I loved the most and also to be able to acknowledge again impermanence my recognition of their love for me, which is probably like 
the greatest privilege that I've had in my life is to be able to feel loved by people. And that didn't change after Paul passed. It just, it just was different. But that idea is still, that sentiment is still what's at the, the heart of that album. It was to still say, you know, to my closest friends, I love you. Unfortunately, I, I wasn't able to say that directly to Paul, but it still felt so important to be able to acknowledge that. And then to also be able to acknowledge as loud as I could that love that I still felt because I, I don't think that, I don't think that died. I don't think it does die. It takes a long time to, to become so sure of that. But yeah, that, that it didn't, I, I, I understand how it would seem like the significance would totally change, but I, I, I really think the, the idea was just the exact same. I just wanted to be able to acknowledge that, that love, everything else was different. Every, every waking moment is entirely different, but that intention is still the exact same. I have a love and it never fades. I have a love full of flames that rage. I have a love that never turns And I have a love that burns I have a love and it never fades I have a love full of flames that rage I have a love that never turns And I have a love that burns Balf recorded 76 songs for the album and put nine on the release. It is sad, filled with rage and grief, but is also a celebration. It has upbeat rave euphoria, cathartic spoken word, dense swirling productions, self-recorded clips shared between friends and WhatsApp, and everything in between. It references the streets, the blaze, that Mount Kimby video we'd always watch, a Lazarus Soul, Grogan's Pub, Twin Peaks. And it embodies summer evenings with friends, innocent nights talking shite, arms around your friends at a festival, getting up to no good, and the small moments that are insignificant until someone great is gone. And a year ago or so I played this song for you in the car stereo in the night's breeze. This bit kicked in with its synths and its keys And you smiled as you sat next to me You in the front, Gilly in the backseat Going 90 to the sounds as we roared down the street The other boys stomping feet And me and utter disbelief From the joy and the break in the beats We got out and stood by that Kia Rio cage stage And I felt like I had it all Cause I have a love and it'll never fade And either will you, Paul
So with, for those I love, the the start of that project for you in terms of um, the styles of music that you were interested in, like tell me a bit more about that. Like what was kind of inspiring you in terms of uh, to start that project? Uh, I feel like that's a, a great question because I've like tried to interrogate that myself constantly. Um, and I don't know where I've, I don't know what it was that was, uh, that was compelling me to make this sort of stuff. Um, like certainly there was driving forces that I don't necessarily think, um, I don't necessarily think I found in the end product, but like, uh, you know, one of my favorite records growing up, like everybody's, most of my peers, it's like my dad's like favorite album now is original pirate material. Yeah. Um, which is a reference to your yeah, yeah, album as well. Yeah. And there's a, there's a lot, yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of streets references and it's one of the things that like, one of the things that I bonded most with, with a lot of my most immediate friends. Um, but yeah, there, there certainly, there was, there was something there, the, the idea of being able to tell stories in a similar way that where their own small moments that really spoke further about class or spoke further about, um, the color of that world. You could just tell somebody this small anecdote, but really you're saying a whole, novels worth of work um it was that sort of stuff that was that was inspiring me but in terms of the like the sound palette like um again uh, i don't really know i don't really know where um i was i was drawing that stuff from exactly but i felt like maybe the in, the intention or something was so I was I was trying to mirror a similar intention to projects like uh, original pirate material. That's it. Turn the page on the day, walk away. Cause there's sense in what I say. I'm 45th generation Roman, but I don't know or care when I'm spitting. So return to your sitting position and listen, it's fitting. And I'm miles ahead and they chase me. Show your face on TV, then we'll see. You can't do half, my crew laughs at your rhubarb and custard verses. You rain down curses, but I'm waving your hearses driving by. Streets riding high with the beats in the sky. All stare, eyes glazed, garage burned down, the fire raged. For 40 days and in 40 ways. But through the blaze they see it fade. The sea of black, the beaming heat on their faces. Then a figure emerges from the wastage. Eyes transfixed with a piercing gaze. One hand clutching his sword, raised to the sky. They wonder how, they wonder why. The sky turns white, it all becomes clear. They felt lifted from their fears. They shed tears in the light after six dark years. Young bold soldiers, the fire burns. Where will the man then bless God's dead? <laughs> Sounds like a brilliant uh, social commentary piece that you're going to do. I think for me, and you, you mentioned it in the little bio that you wrote is about like, you know, kind of a self-archive and throughout the album, there are loads of different, say, WhatsApp messages and you mentioned interviews and videos and stuff like that. So just talk to me a bit about those. Like, is that something you always kind of did in terms of you, you say, like, obviously you were making video stuff and all that kind of stuff, but even to have an archive of all those things and a document and to be able to put them into something makes it much more personal. And uh, was that a tough thing to be able to go? Or right, I'm going to put all this stuff in. Like you, you talked about like that uh, ephemeral nature of stuff, especially 
we live in a digital world now and stuff like WhatsApp messages or like stupid audio messages that your mates might send you and stuff like that, but like it's usually gone. So was that kind of important just to feature some of that stuff there um, in the music? Yeah, it was, uh, it was a very, it was a choice that I was very certain of, but the first time I actually started to place these moments in, um, everything did feel a little bit more real then. And uh, I think that was a very, it was a very scary experience. I think the first time I was doing that because when you're in the process of studying these moments back and looking through these archives, when you have the intention that you're about to place them into a piece of art, there's still some distance there because you're in the middle of process. You're in the middle of like making, so you're being like analytical and you're making these really picky choices and you're trying to go at what feels right. But as soon as it's done and it's placed in and you listen back for a moment, you're not in the process of making art anymore and you're looking at a very real thing that's happened in your life, a very real acknowledgement of impermanence and permanence. And I think that was very frightening and upsetting for me the first time, but it was also something that probably gave me and hopefully some of my friends when they heard it, a much more real, and valuable moment of being able to just accept reality and reflect on those moments, sort of the beauty that they had and still have. I like, I'm terrified of losing my memory and grow up like kickboxing and stuff, you get hit in the head a lot. Uh, I'm, I'm very afraid of things of losing afraid very afraid of losing my memory losing everything that i that i hold in there so i think for years i've uh for years i've just tried to archive everything and i never knew why i didn't i, I wasn't sure of why i was doing it even though it would make sense like that i'm saying like oh well nothing has ever felt permanent to me everything has always felt like it's just all it's all just dropping off bit by bit um, when you, I, I think maybe when you experience a loss like that, you become so, uh, so lucid for a moment about your past. And it, it seems like things have fallen into place and you go, I understand now why I've been doing this for years. And you're very very grateful for for those moments and it was also f to, to 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 be able to put them back into a a piece of art for one that just feels fitting just feels like that's that's what that's what paul would have done it's what robbie would have done it's what peter would have done it's what any one of my friends would have done in a similar experience i i i believe um it feels like the right thing to do, but it also feels like, uh, feels like the right thing to do for my, 
my friends that are that I hear that get to that get to share it with me as well yeah. that can go fuck I from listening to that from listening to that moment it I I, I can I can remember when uh, when Paul headed the ball and it landed perfectly in the trolley and got stuck and it seems like it's like the people that were there they 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 just hear that rattle of the trolley and they hear the the scream and the run and the just expression of joy yeah if if it felt it just felt important to be able to include those things songs of old and the pogues, the earth that never grows old. You live in fireworks at the prefabs, cash for hash and give it a lash jack, footballs off the pebble dash. I hear you when I'm locked, poems of the jewel shock, lock stock and hot rocks round the block never stop. And I see you still, wild in every field, try and send you photos of every stray mattress I see and ask what could have been. Cause you live in Christy Moore, George Moore, catch me daddy English moors and broken doors. You live in Keats, the liffy littered with broken seats and disorder by Joy Division forever on repeat. You live in the books of John B. Kane, Helmick failing leads and Petey playing Vanessa Carlton on the keys. I see you in every 20 quid haircut and Billy Struff from the lads stuck in a rook but we get by. You're all that's on my mind. When points in the killer are the flowing tide and all the other lads at my side on the same vibe. Is it hard then to get to that point where, you know, you're going to put it out? Like you made it for yourself first and you made it for your friends and but putting it out into the world, what is like that like? Because is there any other, other something else you'd like to do with it? Again, that's a, that's a, a great question because it probably took me two years of working on that project in pretty much constant thought about that. Uh, long before Paul had passed and I was just telling my friends, here, listen to these uh, instrumentals I have. All the stuff I'm writing about on this is about how much I, you know, I love all of you. And is it okay if I write about this, you know, the time we egged out Matt C.J. Gaffin, all this sort of stuff, like, because I, I think there's actually something really important in that. Um, there was always the question about like, do do you put this in the world or do you just give it to your friends? Um, that I think probably haunted me in the past year, just wrestling with that. Um, I think speaking to a lot of my speaking to a lot of my close friends who knew I was working on the project but weren't they weren't hearing anything past that after. After hearing, you know, 20, 30 instrumentals a year ago or whatever, a bit longer, um, they didn't really hear anything else. But they knew that I was, they knew I was working on stuff. A few people knew 
kind of what the content was was still going to be um yeah i think there was a there was a lot of questions about whether or not this should be a thing that's shared but at its root if i'm supposed to try and if i'm supposed to try and stand here and and and, and celebrate my friends celebrate the times that i've had with them but also if i'm to try and stand here and say you know um my my best friend was paul and i think he wrote things that changed the way i viewed the world and made me feel understood in a way that i'd never felt before i think that a lot of you people you strangers people that i don't know might have that same experience especially if you're from that same that same world that same background um I don't know how else to to announce that to celebrate that other than to try and make something to make art in in his name and in my friends names and put it out into the world and just say like here's my contribution and if you like it maybe please look at where this all came from or what inspired this in the first place the exact same stuff is exact same questions were there were burnt out like burnt out burnt out was for us before it was ever anything that was going to be shared publicly again when we thought we were sharing that publicly we thought it was you know like a hundred people might hear it and they'll all be our facebook friends and um, and we were very lucky that it got a bit wider than that um but yeah like at first it was that this is this is for us and then you realize that maybe maybe what you have to say might be kind of it might be important to somebody else in the same way that Paul's work was important to me important to Robbie it was important to Peter in the same way that hearing fucking original pirate material for the first time is like yeah man like this even this that though that this is I'm, I'm whatever I'm 11 years old when I hear this record or something 11 12 and I'm going I don't I, I'm from such a different world but there's parts of this that just make me feel understood for the first time the same with uh, the exact same with boy in the corner just going like I fucking I get I, I get something here um like you'd be wild to think that it that it ever has that effect but just that yeah these things have to come into your mind when you when you think about sharing them just felt important to be able to to share it and then also if if i'm to stand with my friends and i'm to stand with other people that i know and, and say yeah man like i i think speaking about things in a safe manner is one of the most important things we can do if i can sit with my therapist and say yeah i think this is one of the most like being able to verbalize being able to be allowing yourself to be vulnerable allowing yourself to hopefully drive empathy um th these are valuable important steps that people can take um but then i think maybe it'd be very hypocritical to not to not put that out publicly or to not say here here's access um and what a way to celebrate your friends. Yeah. Rather than just shout it at people. Then you're 9, 10 and 11.
in the same place the Garda got you at seven, taking the sides off trains with stones. We did that cause we were broke. We did that cause we had no hope or a place to go at. We did that cause we didn't say no 20 years ago. And it still comes out when we get vocal, singing in the local. A lonely feeling came all me stealing. Some sober as a judge and the other boys out the nut and all of us dancing like there's no one left in the world but us. And these days it feels like there isn't. There's no way to put that loss into words. But we'll wrap our arms around shoulders and scream love from our lungs. And we'll escape the Friday football and hugs and tell tales of nights and days spent in teenage fun. Cause the world is a cruel, cruel place without the love. So we'll spend the rest of our life being brave and hope that things will change. Age will still mark the time in the same way But I'll hold on a little tighter To the love of my mates Forever and a day Did making this album help you process uh, Paul's passing in any way, do you think? Uh, yes. Um, yeah. Because it is a celebration album as yeah. well as, as your friends. And I think it feels like to me, I can feel that from, from the album, that it's very much like, I get, you know, that celebration is something that can really help, I think. I certainly feel that anyway mm -hmm. from... You know, someone who's, uh, you know, everyone had people in their lives who have passed and you really get that sense of celebration. And like in terms of how Irish people often cope with grief and, and yeah. losses, you know, we getting better at it now. But like generally it's quiet and mm -hmm. shut off where you're opening your mouth and putting it out there. And I think that's I think people will recognize that and people will hear that and. You know that'll resonate with people for sure. I think. Yeah, uh, I would. I would hope so. I would hope. I think I said this recently as well. But um, talking to somebody, I would hope that more than anything, that the record, if it could do anything for anybody, that it would it would drive a sense of empathy, um, for people in vulnerable positions, um, for people with addiction issues for people with mental health issues um for people in any i just wanted to just i just wanted to be able to just drive just a sense of empathy i think it's a lot it, it, i know it's a lot to ask for in some ways but it's it's that's what the the intention is um i think that that's what we all need it's what everybody needs, just a greater sense of empathy. Um, I think that's probably where love comes from. Um, and I, I, I think it, it, in a lot of ways, it, uh, in a lot of ways it did, it was part of the, it's part of the key and, and, and part of the journey of trying to, um, to process that passing. And, um, and it's a very, long journey and the record is 
it could only be one part of it because it doesn't just stop now that I've like finished a a project. Um, your your processing of a passing doesn't doesn't just end like that. But much like you know, time in therapy, much like you know, being sober, um, they're you know trying to trying to be trying to all of these small all of these small moves are a part of one overall process and of, of trying to deal with something of that magnitude. And um, I think when I, I look at my, my friendship with, with Paul and I look back to when we were younger and maybe experienced um, people passing, young, young people passing when we were younger, hearing how Paul wrote about young uh, these exact young people passing when 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 we were younger hearing about him speak about our school friends who had passed and the circumstances and just how he was able to use that as a it's not just a way to process a passing for himself but as a hopeful sort of springboard for other people to be able to process that to be able to see it how these things happen and just to be able to interrogate the the sort of ruthless conditions that often precede uh, passings like this um it just I, I looked at what he did and just the benefit that that had. I don't know if benefit's the right word, but I looked at what he did and I know much like this example I'm, I'm citing of stuff that Paul was writing, but I, I, I know that in the middle of this record, there's, there's a whole groove of anger and just chaos that just, this whole centerpiece of the record, but that was just, that speaks for, it speaks for me, but it speaks for all of my friends. It speaks for everybody that experienced that passing in the same way. Like, I think you, you need that, uh, you probably unfortunately need to experience that just despair and, and, and just, it's it, it really like just fucking anger. Um, and then you just, you dig and you dig and you dig until you try and find some semblance of hope. And I think you end up finding it, not just in yourself, but you, you look around and you look at your friends that have been just holding you up for your whole life, really. You, you, you'd be inclined to say just for the past year, but no, they've been holding you up for your whole life. Like your parents have been holding you up for your whole life. Like fucking hell, man. I thought they're my friends and family that uh, just what a what an unbelievable yeah just what an unbelievable troop what an unbelievable privilege it is to have them um you uh yeah that that that, that tread of anger is, is is there what you try and you try and you try and pull something from it and I think eventually yeah you do there's there is some there's some hope in all of that uh in all of that chaos. And and I would hope that people listening to it can 
feel some of that anger and 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 are accepting of where it comes from because it like it, I I feel like it comes from a justified place and I would hope that 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 anger can be something that again helps helps people feel feel a form of empathy towards towards people in those positions yeah Saturday morning, we're just caught at the end of a quick match to say, I love you, first and foremost, I miss you, second, and third, can't wait to see it Sunday. Get yourself up out of that bed now and get busy for the day. 